me your inspirationalist. Welcome to my podcast on today. Today, my topic will be folks love to use biblical characters as scapegoats to justify sin. People love to use biblical characters to justify sin. They only tell you part of the story to justify their sins, but they don't tell you the other half. So Peter cussed some folks out. He was a follower of Jesus. He ended up denouncing him when Jesus was getting arrested. He was approached by some servants that said, you, you're, you're with him. And he's, Jesus says, I mean, Peter says, no, I'm not. I don't know him. Hold on a minute, but I've seen you. I've seen you with him. How many times have we seen people that are a part of a group or a part of a believers of Christ? And on the other side, you know, it's like one personality when you go to work, another personality when you get home. The same way in the church walk. One personality when you go to church, once you leave there, I don't know them people. David slept around and he got another man's wife pregnant and had him killed. We see that situation all the time, adultery, which ends up in murder. God God understands that. He understands you. Baby, he understands because sometimes you just get tired. You just get tired after so many years with the same person. He understands that you got to step out. You know, if your wife is sick or your husband's sick, you know, they can't perform. God understands. Just go step out. You step out and then you find yourself getting pregnant or man impregnating someone else. The woman who committed adultery, accusers, they were religious people. They were reprimanded by Jesus. Jesus took up for them. If Jesus understood her committing adultery, he could understand me. Because he took up for them and he didn't do nothing to her. He let her go. He came at them. So don't be coming at me when I commit adultery. I don't need you coming at me. Okay? Jesus didn't do it. So I don't need you coming at me. Okay? Solomon, he was a wise and wealthy man. And God gave him a kingdom of wealth. I mean, he had a kingdom of wealth. Solomon can have whatever he so wanted. He was in right standard with God. But you know what? He had wives galore. So there ain't nothing wrong with me having a kingdom, wealth, getting it any kind of way that I want to get it. God gave it to Solomon so he can give it to me. And I could have galore women, as many as I want. Because you know what? God understood Solomon. Solomon had riches. God wants, he, so I'm seeking after those things. If God, if God honored Solomon having riches, he will honor me. I could do the same. And if I fall, I just fall. He understands. But what they fail to teach you all, there are 
conditions and consequences. When Peter cussed, he invoked God's judgment on him. So you see, Jesus had already told Peter that I'm going to come a point. There's going to come a point in my life that you're going to denounce me. Peter's like, no, I'm not. I will never. No, I'm not going to renounce, denounce you. And that point came. But Jesus told him, he said, oh, yes, you will. He said, and you know how I'm going to remind you? There's going to be a rooster. You're going to hear that rooster crow three times. And it's going to be a reminder to you. And so the servants, they, as they were telling Peter, they were questioning uh, uh, Peter about, you know, he's saying, no, I don't know him. Peter became angry and he starts cussing them out and stuff. I don't know that man. And Peter steps away, steps outside. And he steps outside. He hears the roosters crow three times. And he's reminded, oh my God, oh my Lord, I really did. I turned my back on him. This man that has been in my life, that has trained me in leadership, that has took me under his wing as a disciple, that loved me, I have turned my back on him. Peter falls out. He weeps bitterly, repenting. I'm sorry. Jesus wasn't there. He wasn't in his presence. He was there. He wasn't there. He repented. Oh, my God. He had to repent. God, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just cried it out. Consequences. Conditions. David begged God to spare his child's life. Although God told him the child wouldn't live. He said, because of what you did, kill this woman's husband the child that she's impregnated will impregnated with will not live. But David, he, he kept hoping that if I pray, he'll change his mind. Maybe it will change his mind. How many of us are in positions where we get ourselves in situations where and God's already told us we know the consequences of those situations and we keep praying and praying that God will change his mind. He says, no, 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 I'm not going to change my mind. You're going to reap the consequences of that. David did all the way up till the baby was born he kept he had hope until the servants came and told him the baby had died taking those chances to reap and sometimes when we reap it's pain for pain hurt for hurt the religious folks took the woman who had committed adultery to Jesus and said to him teacher this woman has been caught in the very act of adultery. They persisted in questioning him. And what did he tell them? He said, he is without sin among you. Let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he turns around and he looks at the woman. And he tells her, as for you, after they had left, go and sin no more. In other words, stop sleeping around. Their motive was to test Jesus, hoping that they would have grounds to accuse him. And they used her as bait. God told Solomon, his house will be blessed as long as he kept his statutes and precepts. As long as you keep my statutes and my precepts. I will not abandon you. Your house will be blessed. But I don't want you to abandon me either. If you abandon me, if you abandon me, your house will become a heap of ruined 
it would be ruined. The whole house, it would be ruined. Solomon couldn't keep it. He lost everything. He lost it. His riches became ruined. Just ruined. How many times do we see people that strive after riches and stuff and try to gain this and trying to gain that? In the end, only for it to be ruined because you got so caught up in what you have, so caught up in the riches, so caught up in the wealth of this world, so caught up in it that you begin to sin and lose focus of God. Let's not ignore the facts. Don't ignore the facts. We do reap what we sow. Thank you for listening to my podcast.